Welcome back to the Contact Center Cactus Chat Podcast. And we are back with Keisha, our Director of Company Culture, for part two of our uh, interview here. And uh, really excited uh, to have you on the podcast again. And uh, I've got a couple more questions, of burning questions I have to ask you about. And uh, this is the very last of our eight-year anniversary series while I'm here in uh, Dumaguete. And I think this is like the eighth or ninth or tenth podcast I've recorded since I've been here. So uh, I can start doing these in my sleep soon. But uh, thank you for, for stepping up and being on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me again, Eric. So I'm excited to talk more about uh, company culture. Yeah. Let's get started. <laughs> so we in the first episode, we talked about how 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 we started working together even before Pactas with the taxi business, TrueCap. And, you know, you talked to, we talked a bit about some of the the growth that you've experienced and the growth that you've helped bring Pactas and some of the, the talent that you helped bring Pactas. But uh, I want to talk about, uh, you know, that takes us up to about 2020. And, uh, you know, I was out here with my family, March 2020, we're watching the news, COVID's starting to happen, lockdowns are starting to happen, and now all of a sudden, you know, like you built the culture around events, a lot of events that we used to do all the time with the staff. And now, like, unlike the U.S., Canada, the U.K., the COVID restrictions here were really strong and really strict. Like, there was no face-to-face. There's mask, face shield with the mask. Uh, they had police checkpoints throughout all of the Philippines, throughout the city here. One of our biggest challenges when COVID started, remember, was uh, we had staff that didn't keep up with their motorcycle registration. And so when they got to the police checkpoint trying to get to the office, they weren't let through because there was no registration. So they had to go back home. It's like weird stuff that we had to deal with. But they couldn't even come to the office. Like you were just completely cut off from the events that you could put on fact. I remember we were getting ready for the five-year anniversary. We were we do this thing called Sports Fest, uh, one of our traditions that we used to have here, and really excited about it. We were going to have everyone getting together. And then as it got closer, we were meeting, and they're like, okay, we can't have a gathering of more than 100 people. So okay, how do we balance that? And then it started going to like 50 people, and then it started going to 20. And next thing you know, like the whole city's locked down. So yeah. What a challenge. <laughs> it was. But you answered the call again, and you stepped up, and you found innovative ways to continue culture. So how did you manage through that? And how did you, how did you not just, like, give up? Because I, I feel like some people in that role, like, this is it. I don't know. Call me when COVID's over. <laughs> but, you, no, you, you took the challenge, and you made it so an awesome workplace. When people couldn't even see each other. So how did you do that? Right. So I remember it was March uh, when that happened. The lockdown, we can, we can no longer work in the office. And yeah, I, I saw, I, I had that, uh, I had that in mind too, that, oh, what, what, what am I going to do with, with, with company culture? But I remember also like a friend telling me about it, like, oh, the, this time would be like the morning <laughs> company culture, like your job is more needed. And yeah, so it's just about um, being able to quickly shift to, um, to the digital world. 
So March, and it's interesting also, it was during COVID uh, this time that we we actually updated our um, company core values, which is more um, where everyone participated uh, compared to the old one that we had. Somebody just put put it out. It's true. So, it, it, <laughs> we use like yeah. the acronym of yeah. something. I don't remember anymore. They didn't have any meeting. No one could repeat it. I think I asked around, like, do you guys know what it says out there for our core values? And no one, no, no one in the company, I couldn't even repeat it. That's a problem. <laughs> right. So it was like during the COVID time that we um, updated um, our company core values. And yeah, it was because um, communication is a big thing. And people are at home. Uh, and, you know, how do you? Uh, make this like events, but there's always that <laughs> the virtual world. And uh, so I remember I, I did, I did try to find resources uh, what other companies are doing. And there, there is this like group of uh, culture. They call it culture champions. So there is that group, and I, I check what they're they're doing, and everyone is shifting to the virtual world and but during that time we're also bringing something that is that can help uh something relevant with the situation and i remember we we brought in uh speakers <laughs> speakers um to, to do like online talk okay, from it's easy to do it like any anywhere you are so it's an opportunity right and you get um you get to hear these people like from all over, like we brought in like a couple of guests, like monthly, and also we did uh, the PB Jam or like online. We just had like a, a few people doing uh, a recording, and then we we used the uh, the live on. It was just Facebook, and the quality wasn't even that uh, good. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was about weekly shifting to the to virtual. Uh, world and because communication was a very crucial part during COVID. Yeah, because we used to see each other all the time. But now we've got to get information to them and they're not in the office. They're not in person. So, yeah. And I'm so glad that you get your looking. You have, see, this is where it's so important, that personal growth. If you wouldn't have gone out and made those connections before COVID started, I, I think that really helped give you some ideas on, you know, how you can take this challenge. And, you know, I remember like, I was like really impressed. Like, wow, you're getting some really great speakers here. And I don't think we wasted any time starting. It wasn't like we spent six months planning it out. Like it was right away. I think like by May, June, we were doing this right kind away. of stuff. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, Eric was right. It was right away. It was like March and then. Um, I, I attended this like, class, like culture that was like about uh, value creation. So just, just perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And Eric uh, had that. Uh, it was like the we had the PB um, variety show. Yeah. Where Eric would have his updates, uh, what's going on with our with our accounts. So, I mean, it was a literal like it could have been a Netflix series, like a literal thirty minute episode. I still love like and we um, we're not doing enough of them things uh, you know I think with 
everything coming back. Uh, we see each other all the time. We're not really doing that as much uh, anymore. It really was something that helped us out through COVID. And I think we got to like episode 16 or something, or we made a lot of episodes and they're high quality. Like it's me interviewing people. Like I, I think I always interviewed a staff member. I'd do little segments where I'd intro and outro clips and I'd have my daughter in the show with me. Uh, and then the, the creative team here came up with the program, you know, whether it was like you got different employees on for father's day with their kids or mother's day, there was something around that we'd have staff, uh, doing performances. They do like a, a song I record and we put that in the show. Uh, and then mix that in with updates from uh, leaders about, you know, housekeeping items and things that you need to know about your job and, and what's happening. But, and I'm so proud of the work that we got to do. And all I did was say like, we got to do this, this show. And, but the work that happened behind the scenes to put it together, is you and, and Benzi and a, a, a lot of other people, a lot of other leaders, because you had to get people to step up and they had to submit videos. Uh, it was a lot of work. <laughs> but I, what's awesome is I, I will, I will save those videos forever. Like I want to be old watching those videos and be like, wow, look at there's like, it's just like a, a time machine snapshot in time of like what we were going through. You know, talking about COVID, but also you know like we're gonna look back at these episodes. And you know, like when we're way older, yeah. wow. <laughs> uh, it, I don't. I I'm, I still. I I actually saw part of the clip not too long ago. It's already been three years. And uh, you know, when you're a parent, and uh, we've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and you know, they grow so fast. So it's cool to go back and look. And it's like, oh my gosh, my daughter's so small there. Yeah. Look at how much more hair I had back then. <laughs> Right. So we, we had those. And um, I think one of the like really like important things that we, that we did during that time was uh, the updating of the core values. Because, you know, in company culture, uh, they always say like getting uh, the right people here to business. And so yeah, we, we updated it. And there were like people that we had to replace because they, uh, they're actually not... To, to the job and so like for example we had a better we got a better videographer um right because of, of that um uh, at covid also because of these like downtime we were able to look at uh like our we were able to look at other things like how we can you know make our culture like stronger and it all starts with um without updating of the decor yeah so those were those were actually exciting times yeah. for me <laughs> and for yeah uh for culture i'm so grateful we went through that because i use the core values every day. there there is not a business i talk to if you guys ever reach out to pack this if you're if you're listening and you're thinking about outsourcing and you know you set up a meeting with us there's no way we're going to get through that meeting without me spending the first couple of minutes talking about our core values like and it makes my job so much easier because now with like just a couple of minutes i could really explain who we are what we're all about here what we look for on staff and if they don't match it like what we do when we let people go because they're not a good fit 
and clients too. I want to attract clients that match those core values. We didn't have that to begin with. At first, I wanted to attract clients that pay us money. <laughs> I want that, but they also have to match our core values. And uh, I mean, how important is it? You know, you, I mean, you're you're not working with the clients directly. You get to help maybe entertain them when they come out to visit. You got clients that come out from UK, from Canada, from the US. Uh, how how important are those core values and having clients that are a match with that? Right. So uh, with our core, with our core value, uh, it is very like important to to always work with clients aligned to our core, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it also happened to us when we worked with this client before. Uh, I think I, I don't have the data like how many clients would just stop working with us. Like, like if there is such a difference uh, with our clients before we updated the, the core. Or, but I, I think there is different. Eight-year anniversary. And I think one of another one of the things that I really am really proud of that we've been able to build over these years and I think is so important to culture is traditions. And I think that was something too that we were pretty purposeful in from the beginning. There's things that we keep coming back and bringing back. PB jams. Um, the uh, Well, Sports Fest is something we're going to bring back another time. Um, we've done like Biggest Loser Challenge where we challenge everybody in the office to lose weight and we give a prize to the people who lose the most kilos. Uh, you know, the, but there's all these traditions. Oh, birthdays. Like what you guys do for birthdays. What we do when we hire new employees and there's like the welcome day. And uh, there's all these like traditions that we've created. We have these big brother or like the mentor mentee program for new employees. The, they get to learn about the culture we have here and, you know, how to be a good fit and how to be successful at practice. So talk to me about that because that, a lot of that comes from, you're the one executing these. And many times I did not come up with PB jams. I did not come up with sports fest. I didn't, I don't think I came up with any of them. I think that had to probably come from you, maybe some of the other people here, but talk to me about like these traditions and how they like, how important are they to who we are today at Pactus? Yeah, with uh, it's interesting with, I think traditions add so much to our, uh, to Pactus, uh personality, just culture is, you know, the company's personality and how it also, um, so you can use that for your uh, marketing, your brand, but aside from that, this is just from a personal perspective. Uh, like we all, like as humans, right? We we wanted to have this. I, I believe the tradition set the tone for the office for them to be to have this like safe mindset when they know what to expect. And I'm glad that we are we we are um, putting so much emphasis on tradition, like what they would expect on like February the anniversary and so it, it kind of set their mind already what was going to happen and the for the easter uh so it's sort of creating that the safety uh as you know easter and then the sports fest and the practice jam 
And even with our, with our program, we like the EcoRev, it has to, you know, it has to have a, a name um, or like that branding. And so, yeah, it, it's easy for, for them to, to tell what pack this is with this tradition. Yeah. Every time you keep talking, I keep thinking of more questions to ask you. I'm like, man, this is going to be part four, part five. So we'll, I think we'll have to uh, do another couple episodes next time I'm out here in December, hopefully in December, because <laughs> uh, you're giving me more ideas. I, I think I want to ask more in the future about um, more on those traditions. Like, you know, there's some cool stuff that we do, like the Halloween decorations. Yeah. yeah it, Again, it's just you don't realize how much you do, and like there's so much, <laughs> and it really makes like it makes sense that the we are who we are today, uh, you know. And again, for those of you guys listening, if you made it to the end of part two here, uh, and you're wondering, you're know, like, this is a lot of great stories, but how does this help my call center? How does this help my my business? Well. Here's the the tangible part of it. Like we're celebrating our eight year anniversary, and you know, over the weekend, I didn't even realize, but our hosts, uh, we have two Packers employees, uh, Nell and Sam, who are part of the culture department as well, part of your team, and uh, as well as agents on the phone providing support for our staff. Um, but they announced and read the names of fifty three people that by the end of the year they'll all be celebrating their five year anniversary with us. So. I mean, if you're a business owner and you have 53 people celebrating their five-year anniversary, how impactful is that to a business? How impactful is having people that many people here that long? How, how does that make your job easier? Well, yeah, because uh, it's all like it makes my job easier because they are the ambassadors or ambassadors of our culture. And they've been here for a long, a long time, so they could uh, ex like, express it. Uh, like they're they are a strong like ambassador compared to if you hire a new one. You have to, you know, it, it takes time for them to, to uh, get used to these traditions or what to expect with the with the company. And and when they go out there, um, they could tell that, oh, I've been working with Pactis for, for this long. And of course, they tell their friends why, <laughs> right? And probably they will tell them about these like, traditions that, that we have. So yeah, they're a very like, strong um, ambassador, ambassadors for your company culture, or company. Yeah, and you know we're here, we're trying to grow a lot. That was a big theme. Every time I'm out here, it's like, hey, we want to grow the company. We want to add this stuff. And it makes it a lot easier when you've got people that have been here for years. That, yeah, you're right. They're the champions of, of the company. They're out there. They're like walking billboards and commercials for PacBiz because it's like, well, if you've been there for five years, you know, there's something that there's something there. And uh, I, I never forget when I was out here last year in July, and we were just starting the podcast and I was doing the first episodes with Jake, but I was talking with the staff and so many of the staff were coming up to me because it was my first time back after two and a half, uh, three years because of COVID. And so many of them were like, you know, I, I never worked at a company more than six months. I'd always bounce around and I've just celebrated my three year anniversary. 
or my four-year anniversary. And, you know, that's, that speaks to something. There, there's something there. Like, why would you stay at a company for that long? You never, like, you are known for actually jumping around. Like, I, I know one of our account managers that, that I'll never forget his story. And, you know, he's, he actually said, like, he really stepped up. He, he personally grew because he told himself, like, I don't want to keep doing this and I want to stay at this company. So I've got to make myself better so that I can stay here. And he started out on the phones. He's actually having, like, attendance issues and other things, uh, performance issues. But he didn't want to lose his job. So he actually stepped up so much and turned himself around so much. Yeah, now he's one of the leaders and he works with some of our best clients. Uh, out in Canada and uh, the northeastern United States. So, yeah. That... But, yeah, to add to that, Eric, I think there is something with Pacquius because we just, like, uh, had this, like, alumni thing. <laughs> because people would always, like, come back to, to the company even they no longer work. They're no longer working with, with Pacquius. And it, maybe it's all about the family that they have built here with the, with the people, uh so yeah, that's interesting. We call it. I think I even said it once. A missions, a mission will always be a mission. So it's like that's why we come up with that Pacquius alumni. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> and that's true too. You know, I, and I didn't even realize it because these are familiar faces. You know, we have two hundred employees. I can't remember who's working here and who's not. But I'm like, I know these people, and then they're like, Oh yeah, they all came back. They're not working here anymore. I'm like, What? Yeah. But they're still hanging out. Uh, and I could say the same thing for our clients too. You know, we've got a couple clients that we no longer work with. They just went in a different direction as far as like their model and everything. But there's, we're still friends. Like, so that, that's really telling to me, you know, that we've created these relationships professionally, personally, that live beyond this uh, business and it, it's changing lives. So at the end of the day, you know, the goal here that we have at PacBiz, and I think Keisha shares in that, is that we want to impact more lives. We want to grow because there's, there's so much that we could do. I mean, you touched on, like, we just, for like five seconds on the Echo Rev, or in the U.S. Eco Rev, <laughs> um, you know, where we're doing beach cleanups and tree plantings. And, you know, we have another Be a Blessing program that is all employee-created and I mean, if you looked it up online, you would never realize it has anything to do with PacBiz. It doesn't say PacBiz. It doesn't have our logo. They go out into the community and do stuff just to to do good. And um, and you know, we'll have to talk about it in the next episode. You know, like the work we do with the orphanage, which you're so such a big part of, with uh, Casa Miani and you know some of the other uh, organizations out here. So, um, well. Keisha, thank you so much for uh, being my last guest for the eight-year anniversary series, uh, podcast series here. And uh, I, I really hope you guys learned a ton. I think, you know, this could be some really powerful podcasts. Uh, I hope to go back onto YouTube and to check our stats and see thousands of views because there should be a lot of people listening to this message. So if you're thinking about building culture at your company, and maybe whether you're just starting out or or you're a big company, and you're like, how do I get to what Pactus has? And it starts somewhere. You got to start traditions. You got to start being purposeful. You got to bring core values. You got to start doing a lot of the stuff that we've done. And it's not too late. 
it's it's harder to do when your company's bigger and you've never done it. We definitely have made it easier on ourselves because that's what we've known for. We've been known for from day one. But really hope you guys got a lot out of these 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 two very long podcast episodes. Like we were like twenty five minutes each or something. But I, I think I can just keep talking all day. So I was really looking forward to um, my, my podcast and interview with you, and uh, you did not disappoint. So. Thank you for sharing and uh, and pouring your your heart out in uh, in stories and and history with our listeners and with me. So, and, and thanks for being part of PacBiz history. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Eric, and for this amazing episode with you. <laughs> All right. Until then, uh, so uh, you'll catch me. Uh, I'm going to be going back to the states and going to be interviewing some more business owners out in uh, Phoenix. Uh, we've got Clifford who is a former UFC fighter and uh, ultimate fighter champion. Um, he's going to be on a future episode. He's now a business coach. And uh, we've got some other CEOs lined up. And so stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribing so you can get these episodes. And uh, if you know businesses that could use the information you just listened to today, please share it with them, especially this one. I don't think there's a business out there that could use more culture and, to, and, and that could improve that. And uh, oh, before we go... I wanted to show off this design because uh, we got our awesome uh, video, our, our awesome designers here, Benzi, who helped uh, produce the podcast, um, made this shirt for our eight-year anniversary. Super cool. Um, so I just wanted to show it off because they, they gave it to me hot off the press for my daughter. Uh, so um, she'll be rocking this back at home in June. So, uh, so happy eight-year anniversary, PacBiz. We'll be back to more normal episodes uh, next time. So until then, see you guys later.